Hello and welcome to another episode of the Metal Movers podcast brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. In this episode of Metal Movers, we'll be in conversation with Paul Vallon, CEO of Largo Physical Vanadium. We'll be discussing LPV's recent launch and its progress, as well as some wider trends in the vanadium market. My name is Sean Morris. I'm the Noble Alloys reporter for Argus Media here in London. Paul, welcome to the Metal Movers podcast. Thanks, Ian. Great. So first of all, for those who might not be familiar, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and a bit about Largo Physical Vanadium? Sure. Uh, my name is Paul Volant. Um, uh, my main job is I'm VP of commercial at Largo. Largo is the uh, largest uh, primary producer of vanadium in the world uh, from its uh, Maracas mentioned mine in Brazil. And, uh, and we uh, sell vanadium products on a global basis to the steel, aerospace, chemical and energy storage industries. Uh, Largo is also vertically integrated with a battery division in the uh, Boston area in the United States, where we develop and produce uh, batteries for long duration storage application. Um, we also recently launched uh, Largo Physical Vanadium, uh, which is supported by uh, Largo initially, but uh, it's a new publicly listed company. So uh, we also allow o- other outside investors to, to, to join in LPV. And, and I was appointed as the CEO of this uh, newly established company. LPV, in short, uh, will purchase an old physical vanadium to provide uh, its shareholders with ownership of a key strategic mineral. Vanadium is essential to achieve a greener world and in key industries such as steel, aerospace and energy storage. Great. So you said the LPV launched quite recently. I think it launched in September. How have the first couple of months been? How's the company performing so far? Yeah, so so far we, we're seeing a, a great disconnect between our, our share price performance, which is down by 13%, and our NAV performance, which is up by 28% uh, since inception. We, we attribute that to the fact that LPV is still uh, fairly unknown as a vehicle. And after having deployed our capital at the end of 2022, it's now main focus to uh, market LPV uh, to a larger audience and try to increase the liquidity in the stock. Okay. LPV, it holds vanadium in its physical form as a metal, but as I understand it, it will also store uh, vanadium in an electrolyte form for use in vanadium redox flow batteries. Could you tell us a little bit about how that works? Sure. Yes. So LPV main function is to hold vanadium over long periods of time. So today, all of our vanadium is stored in commercial form in various leading warehousing facilities globally. In the, in the medium run, and due to the unique properties of VFB, being that vanadium does not degrade throughout the battery life, we also have the opportunity to store vanadium units in a battery. We believe that this will be a true game changer in the VRFB industry, as we will be able to significantly reduce the overall battery cost and thus increase the battery competitiveness and grow the vanadium demand. Okay, so LPV in itself is not a battery company, but Largo been making a lot of progress in the battery space. So I wanted to ask you a little bit more about vanadium redox flow batteries 
because, you know, they're a big topic of conversation in the vanadium market right now. Currently, it feels like most of the focus for the European battery supply chain has been on lithium-ion batteries. You know, they're a well-established technology. They're being used in electric vehicles, electronics, and for long-duration energy storage, just like vanadium redox flow batteries. How can VRFBs compete when there is so much focus on lithium-ion batteries? It's it's a very good question, and I think you know that there, there will be you know in the long run room for 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 many different technologies. Lithium batteries have won the battle of energy density. So 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 where energy density is a, is a requirement for mobile application, uh, for cars, anywhere where you really need a lot of energy in a small and light device, VRFB will never compete. Uh, what, what what has changed recently is that. Renewable energy is now the cheapest way to produce energy. The main issue with renewable energy, as uh, we all know, is the intermittence. And for that, we will need a battery technology that will be able to provide long duration and and safe storage on a large scale. And we're very confident that VRFB uh, will be one of the winning technology for, for, for these very applications. I think so far, one of the biggest adopters of vanadium redox flow batteries has been China. In 2022, vanadium pentoxide demand from the VRFB industry in China was over 9,000 tonnes compared to, I think it was less than 4,000 tonnes in 2021. Why do you think VRFBs are finding such success in China when they've been slower to pick up in Europe and the US? It's a very good question, and you know, with Largo, we we mainly focused on the on the US and Europe, and we we we've seen how you know fast and far China has, has gone uh, on on VFB. In Q4 last year, China deployed or commissioned a new battery for 400 megawatt hour, which essentially with one system doubled the total installed capacity globally since you know uh, the the 1980s when VFB was invented. So, so, so China is making huge strides. I, I think it's mainly due to to a few fundamental situation in China. No, number one, in China, vanadium is mainly produced as a byproduct to the steel industry. Uh, so, usually, very large company produce uh, vanadium, and these very large company only derive a small portion of their revenues uh, from from vanadium. So, they could maybe look at a lower profitability in the short run to grow a market and to 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 really build stronger business. I think in in uh, in in the West, we focus to make VIFB commercially uh, as attractive as the current traditional usage. From uh, from the get go, which uh, is definitely something that uh, that is achievable and that we will achieve in Europe and in in, in the US, but it's going to take a bit more time. So I think China has, has proven that they invested more in the in in the technology and they're taking a, a very long term view. So you know I think all the progresses that are done in China is going to help us at the end of the day. We're watching closely what uh, what they're doing over there, and uh, and we hope to 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 learn from them. But uh, it's true that they. They've been at the forefront of uh, VFB development. Europe and the US need the same level of investment in VRFBs as China, then, essentially. 
Yes, same level of investment, same level of uh, of public and go- governmental co- commitment in uh, you know in re- renewable long duration storage. So, yeah, it's it, it's a combination of factor. Also, the scale of the Chinese uh, vanadium industry is much larger. Uh, China produces about fifty five percent of the of the global vanadium. U.S. and Europe produce only a small fraction uh, of that. So, 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 so the, the industry is just much more developed with, with bigger companies and. Again, you know, we, we're watching closely and trying to learn from, uh, from from what they're doing. Looking a little bit more widely at the vanadium market, vanadium can be quite a volatile commodity in terms of price fluctuations. I think in 2018, we saw the price of vanadium pentoxide in Europe jump to around $29 per pound, and ferrovanadium rose well over $100 per kilo. Russia is the second largest producer of vanadium globally after China, as you said, and that could leave the supply chain quite vulnerable to sanctions. So just how secure is the vanadium supply chain, in your opinion? Yeah, I think, you know, vanadium is not a rare element in the earth crust, right? It's so, so, so there is plenty of vanadium around. The the, the, the issue is that today the, the production is fairly concentrated. Uh, China, as I said, produces 50 to 60 percent uh, of the total vanadium production globally. And uh, and, uh, and Russia is, is the second largest producer with about, you know, 15 to 20 percent of global production. I would say that a, a, any geopolitical news uh you know affecting a major producer or major consumer will have an impact on the on 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 short-term vanadium price uh, however uh, i believe that we, we are a fairly resilient industry we've been around for for a very long time and uh and and, and we can and we can be very sure that there will be vanadium units to to, to support uh, the development of uh, vrfb at lago we are uh, committed to 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 focus on uh, our production, we are we are developing new innovative uh, vehicles such as LPV to support also reduction in volatility in uh, in prices, and uh, and also as I said before, LPV will support reducing the total cost of raw material for uh, the uh, VRB industry. So we 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 we're progressing. Say so it's 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 a fairly small industry in the in, in the in the overall uh, metals and minerals complex but, uh, but 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 i think you know we we, we will find ways to to support this uh, this uh, emerging uh, technologies great the the volatility for the cost of raw materials in your opinion isn't really a risk for the growing vrfb industry uh, my, my main point, I think, is that price volatility is always a risk in the in the short term, but I don't see that as a as a risk in the long run. And I think, as we've kind of discussed already, quite a a, a small emerging area of the vanadium complex, the vanadium redox flow battery technology. So far, at the moment, about ninety percent of vanadium demand, I think, comes from the steel industry, uh, aerospace alloys make up about four and a half percent chemical catalysts make up three and a half percent of demand do you think vanadium redox flow batteries could ever become a price driver for vanadium when they're making up such a small portion of vanadium demand right now the vrfb is not driving vanadium prices right but uh, but i think what what we need to ask ourselves is is vanadium redox flow battery going to drive prices and demand in in the long run And, and i'm very confident if uh, you know, 
current uh, industry projections are correct, uh, VRFB will represent a much larger share of the demand uh, in the medium long, long run. Um, as per the latest Vanitech statistics, in Q3 2022, VRFB was already the second largest application for vanadium after steel. So VRFB consumed more vanadium units in Q3 2022 than aerospace or chemical and catalyst industries. So it, it, it's already the second largest uh, demand driver, and and we and we're seeing that that growth is uh, is happening very fast. So 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 I'm very confident if you know in the in the long run vanadium redox for battery um, you know start to drive. 10, 20, 30 percent of total vanadium demand, they will be a, a, a very key factor of, uh, of the vanadium pricing, no doubt. In what kind of time frame do you think that 20 to 30 percent of demand could exist? In what sort of time frame? So, I'm trying to be realistic, right? So I, I would give it a, a, a five to 10 year time frame just to be on the very safe side but uh, but if you look at uh, you know industry publication and uh, and projection for, from other experts i mean it, it could be much faster and much larger than that uh, uh, in the future so let's see how it plays out i think it's 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 it's, it's up to 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 everyone in the vanadium industry to 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 make it happen and um, and, and as i said already vanadium redox for battery is the second largest application for 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 vanadium uh, globally, uh, and that's something you know no one would have thought uh, only a year or two ago, right? So it's uh, it's it's happening very fast. Demand is uh, is growing exponentially, and uh, and we will do our best to 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 support the the growth of this technology. Great, thank you very much for joining me today, Paul. It's been really nice speaking with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please tune in to our other episodes. For more news and analysis on vanadium and other metal markets, please visit argusmedia.com. Mm-hmm.